good day everyone. My name is Katri Lange and I'm a senior skills development facilitator in Cape Town. Good day everyone. My name is Mona Hanlin. I am also a senior skills development facilitator in the Cape Town office. Today we will be giving you an introduction to discretionary grants. Murnay, so a lot of companies are already familiar with the normal skills submissions where we apply for the mandatory grants by submitting a workplace skills plan and annual training report to the relevant CETAs. These mandatory grants are 20% of a company's STL contributions made to SARS, which we then claim back. Are there any further grants or funding available from the CETAs for which a company can apply? Yes, so other than the normal mandatory grants, a company can also apply for discretionary grant funding through the CETA. This is funding provided to CETA stakeholders that provide training in order to assist the CETAs in their commitment to the Department of Higher Education and Training. The discretionary grant funding is aligned with the specific CETAs scarcing critical skills in order to overcome certain occupational shortages within each sector. Thank you, Munay. I think it's important to know where does the money come from and how much money a company can apply for when applying for a discretionary grant. So if we go look at the skills development levies distribution, 100% of the SDL, which is 1% of a company's payroll, gets collected by SARS. 20% is transferred to the National Skills Fund and 80% is transferred to the CETA. This 80% is then also divided into the following. The 0.5% goes to the Quality Council of Trades and Occupations, 10% goes to the CETA administration, and then the actual portion relevant to the grants distribution will be the 20%, which is for the mandatory grants, as we just discussed. And that only leaves us with the 49.5% that gets transferred to the discretionary fund. Does this then mean when a company applies for a discretionary grant that they can only apply for the 49.5% of the SDL contributions made to source should the application be approved? We actually get this question a lot, but no. The 49.5% SDL contributions, as well as any unclaimed monies, gets deposited into a discretionary fund. 80% of this fund goes towards funding for pivotal programs, and 20% of this fund goes towards funding for non-pivotal programs. So it is not necessarily to say that the company will receive that amount when the discretionary grant application is approved. It is important for companies to remember that, as the name of the grant suggests, that the allocation of the discretionary grant, as well as the amount and the inter remains at the discretion of the CETA. So what happens is a panel in each CETA decides on the amount of resources each application receives in order to achieve specific skills development targets and objectives within their sector. So the discretionary grant application process differs from CETA to CETA as each of them have their own requirements. Mornay, you mentioned pivotal programs. So just to clarify, pivotal means professional, vocational, technical and academic learning programs that result in a NQF qualification or part qualification. Can you please give us some examples of training interventions that may be used when applying for a discretionary grant? Yes, certainly. So a company can apply for skills programs, learnerships, internships, bursaries, as well as apprenticeships, just to name a few. For example, if a company has a qualified welder with an API that works below him, but the API does not have a formal qualification in welding, the company can then apply for discretionary grant funding in order to get the person qualified. The apprentice will then work for a maximum of four years under the mentorship of a qualified welder. The discretionary grant funding will then cover the cost of the apprentice's on-the-job training, any college-related courses, as well as the trade test at the end of the day. So these are just a few examples, but as you mentioned, as long as the training relates to an NKF qualification or part qualification, it should be fine. 
Thank you, Monet. And if we go look at the requirements, what are the general requirements when applying for a discretionary grant? Yes, so the requirements are reviewed on an annual basis, but if we look at the general requirements, the company should be up to date with all their skills development levy contributions. They must have a successfully submitted skill submission and all the applications must meet the specific requirements of the relevant CETAS discretionary grant criteria. However, it is also important for companies to know that the training that they implement must be aligned with the CETAS case and critical skills in order to get the advantage for this funding. Thank you, Monet. I understand that the funding in itself is already an incredible benefit for a company, but what other benefits are there for a company when applying for a discretionary grant? Yes, that's a very good question. So apart from the funding that the company receives, they will get their employees qualified, which will lead to increased productivity as well as work morale. They can also claim for tax rebates if it's related to a learnership and the company will score BE points for their BE scorecard. But now, and are there any other special grants or funding that companies can apply for if the training that they implement is not pivotal, so thus it will not be accepted for a discretionary grant application? Another excellent question. So yes, you get it a lot where certain CETAs launch special projects throughout the year. So if we take a recent example, wholesale and retail CETA just launched their SME grant window. So this is where employers could apply for non-pivotal or non-credit-bearing interventions. For example, CSS courses that is available to all of our skills training clients. So the value of this grant was 18,000 Rand per company and only one employed learner had to be trained. Thank you, Monet. So in conclusion, companies can apply for more grants or further funding other than the normal mandatory grants, which will be the discretionary grants and the special grant funding from the CETAS. It is, however, important, as you mentioned, that the company must adhere to all of the requirements of their specific CETA when applying for a discretionary grant. I really hope that more employers can see the benefits of applying for these type of grants and also contribute towards the development of their employees and thus improving productivity overall. Thank you so much for your insight with regards to discretionary grants. That's all we have time for today, but should you require any additional information, please do not hesitate to contact your STF.